Hi, I'm Dustin Roberts, your host, and I want to welcome you to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Today, Rabbi Schneider is going to help you learn how to tune in to God. So many of us want to have a relationship with the Lord, but we sometimes have a hard time hearing Him when He speaks to us. And that's why Rabbi Schneider wants us to understand the reason God came into the world as a fleshly human man. Today's message comes from our series on Messianic Prophecy, and we'll be turning to the book of Acts to learn more about God and the tongues of fire that fell on Shavuot, or what we call Pentecost. Now, let's get started. Before I actually share my personal experience, I just wanted to lay a biblical foundation for all of us in hopes that we'll get more and more in tune with the fact that our God is a living, speaking God. Now, let's consider the book of Acts, chapter number two, where we find the episode of the Spirit of the Lord first given to the church. Many of us know the story. 120 first believers in Yeshua were gathered together celebrating the day of Shavuot or Pentecost. They were recalling how about 1,500 years earlier, the Lord had revealed himself to them on top of Mount Sinai by appearing in fire on top of the mountain and then writing his law on the tablets of stone. And as they were thinking about this, and the reason they were thinking about it is because they were celebrating Shavuot, which is the Hebrew way of saying Pentecost. And according to the tradition of the ancient sages, it was on this day of Shavuot or Pentecost that the Lord appeared on top of Mount Sinai in fire during the Mosaic Covenant, and he wrote his law for the children of Israel on the tablets of stone. And Moses was on top of the mountain for 40 days, receiving all the laws and commandments that Yahweh, the God of Israel, was bringing his covenant people into a relationship with him through. And so, as they were sitting in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, celebrating Shavuot or Pentecost, they were recalling once again how Yahweh, the God of Israel had appeared to them on top of Mount Sinai in fire, how it thundered on top of the mountain, representing his voice and his power, and how he communicated to them by writing his law on the tablets of stone. As they were recalling that, sitting there in the upper room, because again, it was Shavuot, and that's what they would have thought of on Shavuot. Suddenly, as they're sitting there recalling what God had done in their history in the ancient past, now the same father that they had been contemplating about, suddenly the living Yahweh, the living God, now appears to them afresh, anew, and again, right there in the upper room, except this time he appears as a tongue of fire, and not just one tongue of fire, but the scripture says that over each one, over every one of the 120 individuals that were sitting there, an individual tongue of fire appeared above their heads. And then this living tongue filled with fire came through them and filled each one of the individuals they had received the Ruach HaKodesh. And when they had received the Spirit, they began to speak, they began to prophesy 
the good news of Jesus in languages that they had never heard because there were people that were gathered there for Pentecost witnessing what was going on that spoke many, many different languages and in order that the gospel could be proclaimed in such a way that everybody could understand in their native tongue, a supernatural utterance was given to each one of those 120 that had received the tongue of fire to be able to supernaturally proclaim the good news of Messiah Yeshua in the languages of all the people that were gathered there so everybody could hear it. But that's not the main point I'm wanting to make with you. I'm just describing historically what happened. What I'm really driving for is for us to consider in a more profound and in a deeper way, the fact that the Holy Spirit appeared to the church in Acts 2 when he was given to us as, listen, a living tongue. Now, many of us know this, we've heard this, but I don't know if we've given it enough consideration in the sense that have we ever really pondered why the Spirit chose to manifest himself to the church as a tongue? I mean, he had appeared over Yeshua when Jesus came out of the Jordan River. He appeared as what? As a dove. The Spirit of the Lord had appeared in different forms throughout history. But now when he was given to the church, he chose to manifest himself, listen, as a tongue. What is a tongue? A tongue is a speaking oracle. If someone does not have a tongue, they cannot speak. The ability that we have to speak in terms of that which is able to create the noise comes through our tongue. And so what was being communicated, beloved ones, to us when God gave us his spirit in Acts chapter 2, what he was communicating to us, listen, is that he will speak to us, that he will speak to us. He is a speaking God by nature God is a communicator, and he speaks. So knowing that God is a speaking God, and in fact, when he gave us his spirit, the first thing that we realize is that he has come as a tongue that we are going to hear him speak. Knowing this should cause our senses to be very attuned and very aware that God is speaking so that we're always in our life looking around and wondering, what may he be saying to me? Because God is always communicating. In fact, in this same episode in Acts chapter 2, when these first believers were filled with this living tongue of fire, and it was so powerful, it appeared they couldn't keep their balance because it was so overwhelming for them, even physically, the power of it. And others were looking on and saying, what is going on? These guys look drunk. And Peter stood up, many of us know the story, and he said, these men are not drunk. He said, what you are witnessing is what was prophesied by the ancient Hebrew prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2, when Joel declared, behold, in the last day, saith the Lord, I will pour forth my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy in order to prophesy, you have to speak, right? There's that tongue, that living tongue of fire in Acts chapter 2. Peter said, what you're seeing is what was prophesied in Joel, that when the Spirit's poured out, you'll be able to speak. Why will they be able to speak? Because they're speaking by the living Spirit of God that is speaking through them. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. 
so that you and I today can speak by inspiration of the Holy Spirit because the living God within us is speaking inside us. Number two, Peter said, your old men will dream dreams. This speaks of God once again speaking to us while we're asleep at night. We have a dream. God speaks to us in that sleeping state when we're between two worlds, between the physical and the spiritual world as we sleep. God often will choose to speak to us in a dream in that state because we're more receptive to the Spirit. And then thirdly, Peter said what was happening in Acts 2 is that as a result of these first 120 believers receiving the Spirit, which had now been poured out upon the whole church, he said, we would see visions. To see a vision also involves God speaking to us and us intuiting what he, listen now, is saying because he has spoken to us through a vision. We see something in the Spirit. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. Beware. Your family is under attack, bombarded with the acceptance of same-sex marriage, gender fluidity taught to our children in school, government-funded drag queen story hours, and the rainbow has been hijacked. When will it end? Enough is enough. Discover the real truth about God's rainbow. It's time to take the rainbow back. Visit takingtherainbowback.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return, and your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. I recently was really encouraged with the Lord through an experience in which he spoke to me that I wanted to share with you in hopes that it might lift you up to be paying more attention as to how God may be speaking to you in your life. So God speaks to us. We've, we've already examined that. That's why the Spirit was given as a tongue in Acts 2. To communicate God is a speaking God. He is speaking to us now through His Spirit. And He speaks through prophecy, dreams, and visions. We've talked about that. He predominantly speaks through the written Word of God. He also speaks, beloved ones, through circumstances. We need to be paying attention to our circumstances because Father will oftentimes reveal himself to us through circumstances, somebody we run into, etc. So what happened was, I have a friend who was in the congregation that I used to shepherd in Toledo, Ohio, and he was sitting in a prayer room there. There's a 24-7 prayer room that we have in the facility there. And as this friend of mine was in the prayer room, he was reading from the book of Isaiah. And as he was reading, suddenly a scripture popped out at him from the book of Isaiah. The scripture is, those that wait upon the Lord shall rise up like an eagle with wings, and they will run like youth and not grow weary. And he said that when he read that scripture, suddenly it was like it popped out to him, and he felt like the Lord was saying to him, I want you to call and share that scripture with Rabbi. And he wasn't quite sure whether that was the Lord or not. And then he's thinking about, should he call me about this or not? And suddenly, why he's sitting there thinking as to, you know, was this really the Lord telling me to call Rabbi about the scripture? They that wait upon the Lord shall rise up like an eagle with wings. 
suddenly as he's thinking about whether he should step out in faith and call me, because he's never done that before, giving me a prophetic word, a woman walks in the prayer room. Her name is Diane Schneider, same last name as mine, and she's wearing a T-shirt with an eagle on it. So when he saw this woman walking in with an eagle on her T-shirt with my last name, he knew. So he reached out to me and told me about the scripture. So I was encouraged by it, and I was thankful for it, but it was kind of general. You know, many of us have heard that scripture before. Some of you may have gotten a card with that scripture on it. Some of you may have even gotten a, uh, uh, you know, a plaque with that scripture on it or, a, you know, a picture that you're hanging on the wall. I mean, it's a pretty well-known scripture. So I was encouraged by it, but it was kind of like general. So it didn't like put me over the moon, so to speak. But get what happened next. A few days later, I look out my back window at home and lo and behold, the first time I've ever seen this in my life, a literal bald eagle was sitting on a tree stump right in my backyard as clear as day. I mean, I saw the eagle's head. I saw the eagle's tail, the white head, the white tail. I saw the eagle fly away. I was blown away. And so I just wanted to share that with you today because our God, beloved ones, is a living God. He's at work in your life as you're seeking him, and he will continue to work in our lives even into eternity. Let's be paying attention. So, Father God, we ask you to wake us up today. You said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Father, open our ears to hear, we pray. We don't want to miss a word that you're saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today, beloved ones, as we get back into the Word of God, we are continuing our study on messianic prophecy. Last time, I was talking about from the book of Malachi that the Lord told us that before Messiah came, he would send a messenger to prepare the way. When Yeshua came to earth, some came up to him and said, you can't be the Messiah because the book of Malachi said that before Messiah comes, Elijah, the messenger, would come first. And Yeshua said, you missed it. Elijah did come. Elijah did come in the person of John the Baptist. So Yeshua said, John is Elijah if you can receive it. I'm continuing on today with another huge prophecy that was given to the Hebrew people for the whole world in the Tanakh or in the Old Testament. I'm reading now from the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61, verse number one, speaking of the Messiah and what he would do. Hear the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God abides forever. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. So here we find the actual nuts and bolts of the type of heart and ministry that Messiah would have. Now, what is important about this? And what am I asking you to consider? I'm asking you to, first of all, consider the fact that many people, when they think about God, they think of him as so omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, the beginning and the end, the eternal one, the limitless one. 
They think of him as so big and so cosmic and so holy and so other than that they lose fact of the point that God is also the most tender, humble, caring, loving person in all of his creation. God cares. Yes, he is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He does judge sin. He is going to exterminate evil. But beyond that, beloved, he's loving. And the reason he came into the world in the person of Yeshua was to heal us. So listen what Isaiah said again. He's speaking on behalf of the Lord. He's speaking in the first person, in the first person of Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Where do we see this fulfilled in the Brit Hadashah in the New Testament? Word for word almost, we see it, beloved, in the book of Luke, chapter 4. I begin reading here in verse number 14. And Yeshua, Jesus, returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the entire district, the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. And now I'm going to quote, beloved, Isaiah 61, verse 1. Jesus gets in the synagogue, as was his custom. He opens up the portion of the Haftorah, the Torah reading. And what does he do? He opens it up to Isaiah 61.1, and he ascribes it to himself. He opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him and began to say to him, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I want you to know, beloved ones, the study of Scripture and the readings of Scriptures about the Messiah or Yeshua, it's not just an academic thing. He's a living person that wants to set you and I free. He came to deliver those that were oppressed. He came to bring recovery to us, supernatural recovery. I speak over you right now, beloved one, supernatural recovery over your soul. Whatever in your heart has been broken, maybe it's a relationship that broke your soul. Maybe something else happened to you along life's journey that just stole your confidence and, and you're walking around now broken and depressed. I declare over you right now, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, supernatural recovery and deliverance from oppression. Jesus is here. He's here for you today. He's alive now and beloved, as we open our hearts, we will recover in him. 
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the straightforward and authentic teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is titled, Tune In to God. And if you'd like to hear this message again, or if you have a friend who could use some encouragement in this area, feel free to send them the link. You'll find our messages online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, as believers, it's easy to focus our attention on God the Father and Jesus the Son, but we're reminded so many times by Jesus that the Spirit is with us and really trying to keep us encouraged and on the right path. And when we tune in to him, he will guide us and direct us in the way that we need to go. And to tell us a little bit more about that, here's Rabbi once again. It's so important for us to lead lives of self-examination before the Holy Spirit. A portion of scripture that I've really been examining my own heart in before the Lord is the portion where Jesus told the rich young ruler to go sell everything that he had and then to follow Yeshua and then he would inherit eternal life. This rich young ruler, he was a moral person, but he clung to his financial possessions. It was the most important thing in his life. And I've been lifting up my own heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, are my surrender to you in the area of my finances? I know, Abba, that I need to be completely surrendered to you in every area of my life. So help me to completely release my possessions and my finances to you. You see, many of you are like me. You have a hard time trusting God with your finances. You trust him in other areas of your life, but you haven't yet trusted him here. Beloved, I want you to know, Jesus wants to be the Lord of every area of our life. Let's honor him with our finances. We've made it easy to give a gift of any amount by calling 800-777-7835. And if God is calling you to partner with us this year, then please sign up to do that right now. As a token of our appreciation for your gifts and offerings, we'll send you a copy of our most recent newsletter, and it's filled with lots of special insight and exclusive teaching from Rabbi and his wife, Cynthia, along with Rabbi's message of the month. To give today, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there, make sure to visit our Taking the Rainbow Back section. Grab your rainbow t-shirts and tracks for our Collective Action Weekend coming up next weekend on July the 28th. This week is the last week for you to order those materials and have them arrive in time before we go out into the streets, parks, and our neighborhoods to begin taking the rainbow back. We can no longer stand silent and complacent. We can't just watch what's happening from the sidelines. Jesus said that we should be witnesses to all the world, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. We cannot allow the enemy to utilize God's glorious rainbow. We have truth on our side, and the rainbow was never meant to be a symbol of man's pride, but of God's promise. Join us next weekend, and make sure to share your highlights and your stories with us at Taking the Rainbow Back. Let's wrap up today's message on Messianic prophecy titled, Tune In to God. Here's Rabbi Schneider to send us off with a special blessing. The words from the Aaronic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah
Rechechei Yahweh Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next time when Rabbi Schneider helps us understand what it means to be suffering with Christ. Be listening Thursday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.